Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for another episode of Tales from 2 a.m. Look at your clock. It doesn't matter what time zone you're in. It's 2 a.m. somewhere. Where I am right now in the state of Maryland, it is 9.03 a.m. Eastern time. So you might say, why is this show called Tales from 2 a.m.? It's not 2 in the morning. Well, 2 a.m. is more of a state of mind from yesteryear, and that's how I live my life, which makes you wonder, bad, how do you get through change? Well, if you're in Steeler Nation, you've dealt with a lot of change in just the last six months. In fact, there was a lot of change this week alone with not only David DeCastro departing the team and with the Steelers for the second consecutive year announcing that they are not going to have training camp at St. Vincent College in Latrobe. So dealing with change is a big thing. Some of us like this guy, like the old man shaking fist at clouds, like Jeff Hartman always addresses me as, you know, sometimes change is hard. But as Steeler fans, we've got to deal with it. We've got to move on. But it's hard for us to... uh not hold on to Franco and Jack Lambert and the Immaculate Reception and the Myron Cope days and Jack Fleming and all of that. So that's something we're going to discuss today. But we are going to discuss the news of the week as well. And I want to thank anybody here that is coming in for the first time or anyone here on Facebook or YouTube that is with us all the time. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you are spending a summer day in June, with me on a Sunday morning, I appreciate you. That means you bleed black and gold. If this is later on in the week and you're driving in your car and you have us on any of our podcast platforms, that's a big deal to me as well. So thank you so much. Not just because I read your name in the live chat like I'm going to with Michael O'Malley saying, what up, bad Michael? Thanks for coming in. One of our regulars here on the show. We appreciate the yeah, first one in Michael O'Malley today. So a lot of the time on the show, in the live chat, the uh, guys and gals of BTSC Nation, my, what did I name them? What, what did they name themselves? Bad Company. When Bad Company is in the house, they always want to announce who's first in. So Michael O'Malley wins this morning. Justin Rocks on the show. Carl Young Conley Jr. says, good morning. It's great to have you all in here. So that's what it is. It's Tales from 2 a.m. You guys are members of Bad Company. Are we going to let that stick? Is that is that cool? Are we going to do Bad Company? Because Jeff Hartman, and and kind of jealous of Jeff Hartman, he's got the ride or die crew. So are we hashtag Bad Company? I don't know. If you come up with something better, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, that's a good idea. I might have a really hard time with this name, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. Let's bring it up here. Manali Kaletsu. And if you want to Manali, if you want to put it in phonetically, that would work too. Do you think we we're going to sign Malik Hooker or Richard Sherman? Very interesting thing, and that's something we're going to get to as a part of a change. So let me let me say this. The Steelers now have money burning a hole in their pocket. It's a lot like my daughter. My daughter 
is 12 years old. She gets birthday money. She uh, she worked for an ice cream truck for to fill in to help out a family friend. And the money was burning in her pocket. I mean, it was painful to watch as she would just walk and go, oh, I've got money in my pocket. I'm going to spend it. As Steeler Nation, we find that there's 13.1 approximate dollars now over the cap, which is something that, you know, that kind of fluctuates. And you've got to, I mean, the rookies have been signed. That's cool. But you've got to look at some other things. So you always want to keep some rainy day money in there too, as Kevin Colbert does. But a lot of people are saying, all right, who are we signing next? David DeCastro is gone. Trey Turner only cost $3 million. So there's more money in there burning a hole in the pocket, not of the Steelers, but of Steeler Nation. So that is a good question. They've got some depth issues. And you know the depth issues that they have, especially in the defensive backfield. Malik Hooker is a guy who was at the facility just a couple weeks ago. He's a guy that you could bring in at safety. He's had some injury problems. But remember, anybody that's on the market in late June in the NFL with camp starting in July, with camp less than a month away for the Steelers, there's going to have there's going to be some baggage. If somebody's available right now, it's going to be buyer beware for the team that picks them up. They could be on the older end, on the on the bad side of 30, maybe. They could have had like hooker, they could have some injury concerns. There's so many things that could be. Jerry Cherry's in the show. Brian Brown, too. Good to see you guys. Appreciate that. Um, there could be injury concerns. They could have, I mean, they could have some, you know, baggage. They could spend way too much time at the Beehive. You know, that's a possibility, too. As Carl Young says, Sherman does have some years on him. Would he be valuable on a one-year contract? Because it seems like one-year contracts are the way teams are going. The Steelers are embracing the one-year prove-it deal right now. And I think with a with anybody that you pick up now, this far after the draft, this close to the regular season, you're going to only want to give them a prove-it deal, a one-year deal, and see how they do. And the thing is, I mean, it's a gamble. Everything's a crapshoot. If they do well, you know what happens. Other teams are going to seek out their services. But maybe Richard Sherman comes in for a year and helps solidify that defensive backfield. You just don't know. I mean, I would love for to know the truth. Are they happy with what they have at defensive back? Or is it a situation right now where they're like, you know what, we're going to wait for the right thing to come along, but we're going to vet these players. I've heard a lot of people say about the whole Trey Turner signing. The Trey Turner was a reactionary move. Really wasn't. The thing about Trey Turner is he was in a week ago. Bringing him in might have sped up the process with David DeCastro. They had six days 
since the time that they brought in Mr. Turner to decide and vet him, to decide whether he was going to be valuable for this team. Michael O'Malley says, Sherman, for a one-year deal, I can dig it. Yeah. You don't lose anything on a one-year deal. $3 million for Trey Turner, you don't lose anything on that that guy. If you're Richard Sherman, people might say, hey, Sherman's not going to sign for $3 million. Why wouldn't he? Nobody signed him. So it's zero or $3 million. Or wait until someone's desperate. And guess what? If they're even more desperate at the beginning of the season, somebody gets hurt in camp, they don't have the money to throw at you either. So those are some of the things to, to think about. The thing about burning hole, money burning holes in your pocket, that doesn't mean that this team has to go out and spend it on a question mark. What if they go out and spend it on a known commodity? And now you're going to say, Brian, what known commodities are there out there? Yeah, they're right in front of your face. It's Minka Fitzpatrick. It's TJ Watt. Those guys need new contracts soon. There's other guys that need new contracts soon. Could there be extensions that actually probably help put more money in the salary cap under the cap? There could be, they might try to wrap up the future now with some of this money too. I mean, now look, I'm not the dollars and cents guy that BTSC editor Dave Schofield is. I'm not. He's great at that. And he's the guy that will let me know whether I'm right or wrong on that. And that's what I love about him because I need to be set straight with that. But I think you might want to look towards the future now to not have question marks about TJ Watt. So pay those guys. Hashtag tag pay Fitz. Hashtag pay TJ. Hashtag pay Kyle. Yep. Kyle Schofield, I got you. Michael O'Malley wants to know about a known commodity like Barry. <laughs> uh, there's there's junk bonds in there too, you know. Um, I'm not as low on on uh, Mr. Barry as some of my cohorts here at BTSC. There's one I, I don't I can't remember which. He's so anonymous about it. He he doesn't like to say it, but there's there's one certain senior editor at BTSC that for some I can't remember his name, but I don't think he's high on Jordan Berry for some reason. I'm not sure. I have to ask Jeff Hartman if he knows who that is. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, so, <clears throat> what are your thoughts about this week? I want to get back to Trey Turner. What else are you going to get? It's June. Who are you going to come in to be a right guard? He's got five Pro Bowls under his belt. Now, sure, Pro Bowl is a popularity contest. You've got to be good to be in that popularity contest. Tim Tebow's not going to the Pro Bowl just because he's Tim Tebow and he's popular. You've got to be good. Trey Turner has shown that he's good. He gets traded for Russell Okun. And the next thing you know, he's got a he doesn't have a good year. That entire offensive line was pretty bad 
in the Los Angeles for the, the Chargers last year. So to me, the Trey Turner signing, it's not about money and saving money under the cap. They got this guy at a bargain. I like how Brian Brown says that Turner has a nasty streak. And Michael O'Malley says Moses was the other choice and the Jets got him. I didn't see the money on Moses, but I think that Moses probably, Morgan Moses probably went for a little more money going from the Washington football team to the Jets and he being a tackle. I think one thing they really wanted to address was guard and address that right away. So you bring in a guard. Sure, he's a question mark. I think that the Steelers are really excited about Adrian Clem. The players are excited about Adrian Clem. I have a feeling that he is going to be a guy that we revere. Maybe not a Mike Munchak, but maybe pretty close. You know, that would be a good thing. But I think he's he can make magic with this offensive line. I think Matt Canada is going to help with this offensive line because scheme has a lot to do with it as well. But if you look at this offensive line, think about the 2019 offensive line. Who did you have on that offensive line? You had Matt Filer, a tackle, David DeCastro, Marquise Pouncey, Ramon Foster, and Alejandro Villanueva. They're gone. Not a single one of those guys left. We've been talking since 2019, even in 2020. Man, this offensive line is long in the tooth. We've got to get younger. Now look at the possible offensive line for the Steelers. Let's start with left tackle. At left tackle, Chooks Okorafor. He's going into his fourth year. You might not love what he brings, but he's been a little bit of a constant for this team. He's had a lot of experience, a lot of playing time, and he has not been the guy that you pull out in film and say, okay, this is the weak link. Now going to left tackle, that could change things. Who knows? At left guard, you have a guy that everybody's excited about, Kevin Dotson. Can he keep up that momentum? He's being looked at right now as being the guy on the offensive line. He's the superstar on the line right now. At center, we don't know what we have yet. Because you have B.J. Finney and Kendrick Green, and Kendrick Green just finally signed his deal, third rounder out of Illinois, keep in mind that he spent a lot of time at guard. And there's been talk, well, why don't you just start him at guard and start Finney at center? Well, you know, Trey Turner's in there. Now, if he falters, you could do that. That's all well and good. But I think you're better off seeing what you have in training camp at center. If Finney has to start and Green has to get some more seasoning, okay, I get it. Finney at least could do that. Now, if Green is good enough to start, then you wouldn't want to start him at guard. You want to start your future at center with Kendrick Green. So if everything goes the Steelers' way, you start with Green, and that would be great. Say Turner goes well, and we're I'm going to pencil in Turner. That means Finney could be a quality backup at center and guard, and that's what you want. 
that's what you were hoping when Wisniewski, Stefan Wisniewski, came in to fill in for Mr. Uh, Mr. Finney when he left. Then our right tackle, you've got a guy that I'm excited about, a guy that's going into, I believe, his fifth season, Zach Banner. Zach Banner has another two years. He's a very good run blocker. He is not a bad in fact, I think he's a good pass blocker. I think you're going to see a lot of Zach Banner too. But there's so many ifs when you talk about the Steelers' offensive line. That's the biggest if. I mean, you want storyline. Offensive line is now your number one storyline. Um, Let's go ahead and bring up Dave Shipley. Dave Shipley. Five dollars. Good morning, bad. Finally got the prince. He's sending me something in the mail. That's that's really awesome. I appreciate it. So thank you so much for the gift, Dave. It's not necessary. Thank you for the five dollars in the live chat and the super chat. I appreciate it. Speaking of super chat, I want to uh, I want to uh, bring up this guy, um, Snowman. I apparently I missed one of Snow's super chats last week, and I was getting some I was getting some rips. Not from Snowman, but I was getting some rips uh, on Touchdown Under maybe a week and a half ago, and a little over a week ago. And Snowman came to my aid, and I appreciate it. Snowman's my buddy. He said, yeah, but sometimes he misses Super Chats. So if I ever miss your Super Chat, just remind me. I've got this adult ADHD going. Uh, yeah. So I go to my daughter was having some anxiety when she was in the fourth grade. And so there was this school counselor that wanted to talk to us about her anxiety and was talking to her and she was having trouble sleeping at night and stuff like that. And I go in for the meeting and I go in, I'm wearing my business suit cause I was at work and I come in and my wife's there and we're talking and I'm doing the best I can. Apparently I'm all over the place. And the woman looks at me and says, I think you have attention deficit disorder and not your daughter. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! I never thought I was that guy. Now I then I now I watch some of my shows and I'm all over the place and tangents and everything. I'm like, maybe I do. So I guess I do. So sometimes me trying to go ahead and read the live chat and go ahead and do the show and run the show as well, I, I kind of mess up, and I admit that. So I appreciate it. Speaking of tangents, I want to bring up another guy. I, I'm not even reading his live chat. I just want to bring up this guy. He is responsible for one of the greatest tangents in BTSC podcast history, my man Jerry Aldeans. Um, So I really haven't had a chance to read his quote. We'll read his quote. TJ, great in regular season, but is it worth paying 20-plus to a guy who had one tackle versus the Clowns in the playoff and invisible in the Jacksonville playoff game? He was a rookie in the Jacksonville playoff game. Will his body break down eventually like his brother? You still got to pay. You got to pay him. That's the thing. He's your closest thing to a superstar that he's in two, three years. He breaks the all-time Steeler sack record possibly. So that's, that's the thing. But the reason I bring up Jerry Aldeans is he brought up the fact that I'm from Johnstown and he brought up an establishment called the Beehive that led to one of the most fun podcasts that we've ever had. I've never seen, I mean, Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, and myself, we were, my gosh, we were laughing until we, we, we started to cry. So 
that's great. I want to bring up Ron Chess here, and Ron Chess is echoing something that I've been talking about. I talked about this on the preview the other night. I've been talking about this for a long time. Bad good morning. 2008 offensive line had a lot of questions. Willie Colon, Justin Hartwig, Kiyomi Atu. I, I have problems with that. Kimo Iatu. There you go. One Super Bowl with this line. Young, younger legs drive blocking. Hey, think about this. You had Max Starks on that team. Marvell Smith was, was hurt and hardly played on that team. You had Darnell Stapleton on that line as well. And then, yeah, they won a Super Bowl with it. So I think that's important. A lot of similarities between that 2008 team and this team. One similarity is who did they pick in the first round that year? A running back. Last time they picked a running back in the first round, they picked Richard Mendenhall. Now let's hope that the same thing doesn't happen with Najee Harris, that he gets <laughs> he gets knocked out. And okay, Jerry, you're gonna start <laughs> Jerry's gonna start a tangent again. And, I can't do it this time, um, <laughs> but watch your phone. That's all I got to say um, with Sapphire, but Sapphire is a superstar too. So maybe we should throw a contract at her. I hope she's a her. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully that uh, he's not going to spout off and then the Ravens are going to go ahead and put a bounty on him and knock him out with a broken jaw for the season in week four. Steelers also had the toughest schedule in the league in 2008. They have the toughest schedule in the league in 2021. But so did the Ravens. The Ravens had the second toughest schedule in the league, and they went to the AFC Championship game that year. Could we have a repeat of that? There's a lot of similarities. This line, there's similarities. So a lot of excitement with both teams. Excuse me, when I say both teams, I'm saying 2008, 2021. If you get the bottom line, you get a win in the Super Bowl, that's that's awesome. So I love it. I definitely love it. So um, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go ahead and take a break. And we are going to talk about change and dealing with change as Steelers fans. I don't do it well. Remember, Jeff calls me the old man shaking fist at clouds. So we'll talk about that when we come back. So stick around. Download part two. If you're on our podcast platforms, anywhere you download your favorite podcast, that's great. Hey, guys, you want to help us out at BTSC? Just download our shows on the audio side. That's what helps us out too. It really does. That's where that's where we, we make our salaries. I'll be honest with you on that. Um, so if you're here on Facebook or YouTube, just take a stretch. I'm going to be back before you can say the entire lineup from the 2008 Pittsburgh Steelers championship team. Stick around. <laughs> 